The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome Welcome, to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome Welcome, welcome. to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Data Gurus. I have Melanie Corwright, who is the CEO of Insights Association. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you, Seema. Thank you very much for the time today. Of course. I know we wanted to do this a while ago, and I'm glad that you're joining me today because I think our industry is just going through a lot of change, and I know you and your team are working diligently to provide some additional resources and perspectives on how to deal with the coronavirus and its impact on our industry. Can you give us kind of your top-line view in, in terms of, you know, what's the call to action for the Insights Association as it relates to this pandemic? Sure. First, I will say, you're right, we're going through a lot as an industry. You know, we go through times of rapid change, and sometimes those rapid change come because of technology disruption. Sometimes it happens because a new methodology enters the space. This one was completely unplanned, and it came as a result of a crisis that we're facing as a nation. And the beauty of the last one is that it causes us to come together rather than separate. So I am so excited about everything that the industry is doing as a community. Uh, We're all coming together. I'm so proud of us. People are giving away all sorts of free services and software and and licenses. And we're a family right now. And sometimes when the methods and the technology change, it can cause competition, which of course is healthy. But right now, everyone is coming together as a family and it's fantastic. It's also scary. You know, if you attend some of our town halls, you'll hear people talk about being concerned for the viability of their business and being concerned for the viability of the jobs and the people that they support. And so our primary job as the association is really twofold, to put as much information and resources into the hands of the industry as we can, and then to advocate as hard as we can into the administration and the government on behalf of the industry. So we're separating our focus into those two areas. What can we do? What kind of information, what kind of speakers and content can we put in front of our members? And then what kind of things can we talk to our associate, our administration about on behalf of the industry to help them with packages and stimulus packages and programs and government policy? That's a tall order, but an important one. So let's talk about a little bit about the types of information that you plan to share with the Insights Association and its members. Yeah, I've seen it all over the place. So we've put out a public POV. And the first thing I think it's really important, there's never been a more important time to measure. This is unprecedented. No one's been through this. The only quarantine of a nation that we've any of us could probably remember is from Little House on the Prairie. 
but we don't know how to respond to this and we don't know what it's going to mean for how consumer sentiment is going to change in the short term, much less in the long term. So measurement is important. And if you look at some of the data we're starting to get back from corporates already, they're saying that their measurement is actually increasing because they don't want to get on the other side of this pandemic and have no feel for how the consumers of and the population felt as they went through this and what it mean to their long-term attitudes. Also, if we stop measuring, then we won't be able to watch the peak and then experience sort of the settling into the new norm. We'll have no data to tell us when things are getting back to normal. And if you could see me, I'm using air quotes as I put normal. <laughs> it will be a, you know, a new normal. That's right. So that said, we should not be doing in-person research unless we absolutely have to for some reason. Maybe there's something going on that is a clinical trial. And so, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. But for the most part, in-person, it just can't be done right now while we're trying so hard not to have an epidemic spread. And so as much as can be moved online is moving online. So we reached out to many of our members and honestly, the response rates look very good. And it's not just the data companies and the panel companies that are saying that. It's the telephone rooms. It's the agencies. We had Burke and we had Beal Research on our town hall last week saying that the data looks good and they're getting faster responses than normal because for two reasons. One, people are at home more, so they have a little bit more time on their hands, but they're also really nervous and anxious and their emotions are engaged. So they're very engaged in sharing their fears, their concerns, and their points of view right now. And it's almost like we're giving them an opportunity to have a voice in a very crazy world. Research can feel a little bit like we're doing some counseling with people as we're allowing them to express their opinion and they're craving that opportunity to give their point of view with all of the chaos going around them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that it is chaotic. The world is chaotic. But with all of us kind of staying in our own homes and being quarantined and being really careful, there's a dichotomy there because it's also really simple because you don't have any more choices of like, do I go to, you know, go to the store, do the carpooling, get to work, work late. It's almost as if your mind is a little bit freer if you can control it and you do have time to then participate in research. That's right. The only thing I would add to that is that, you know, and Roddy Knowles actually put this on Twitter a couple of days ago. He said, I have to ask a serious question. Why are we calling this social distancing? Isn't it just physical distancing? We're all very, very involved in the social world now. We don't have a way. So we're, we're using Zoom. We're doing FaceTime. We're connecting in every social media way that we can, compensating for the fact that we feel lonely and isolated in our homes. And so they're craving that human interaction that they would normally get physically in the world. They're substituting it through partly through research and then through all of the social interactions that are happening. It's interesting. And so then share with us a little bit in terms of the advocacy with the government. So what does that look like as it relates to the Insights Association's role in that part? Well, we're working now on a letter to the, the administration. We're talking to them about the large number of small businesses and large number of independent contractors and self-employed people that work in our industry. We're reminding them about the size of the research industry in the United States specifically. And then we're talking to them about the importance of research as an industry to government, to the voice of the population, to polling. We 
deliver a tremendous amount of value. And as a result, our industry is very, very important. And so we're reminding the administration that as they're putting together their economic solutions and thinking about how to make sure that industries don't die or suffer, that the insight industry is one that they need to be thinking about. And so we're writing a letter to the administration, to the Speaker of the House, and we're going to be copying those letters and giving them out to our members to sign as well. So true advocacy on the Hill. And we're also going to use this opportunity to talk to them about making sure they don't miss things like TCPA and that the privacy bills don't go into practice too quickly while everybody's trying to figure out the COVID pandemic. And while everybody's trying to work from home more, that we need a little bit of flexibility and latitude on other things that can wait a couple of months while we get through it. So we're advocating on all of those things on behalf of of our industry. That's fantastic. I think you're right. Like, you know, prior to this, privacy was one of the central topics that we were all talking about. So that layered in with this would be hugely distracting as it relates to kind of just managing and operating a business. That's exactly right. And what are the members saying? Are they, you know, what do you think the top concern is as we go through this pandemic in terms of our industry? Is it truly the viability and the survival of the companies in the industry? Or are there other topics that are burning that come top to the list? I would say the first is definitely viability of the smaller and qualitative and in-person. A lot of them, you know, are smaller businesses still trying to figure out how to build up a large cash reserve. And so they don't have one at this point. And they're, you know, that's certainly the largest concern. The second is certainly the, the staff, even if they can sort of shudder and go through a period of furlough for six months, what happens to the staff that now needs to find another job in order to pay their bills? Do we lose our, do we have an attrition of really talented specialists who needed to find a job somewhere else and are no longer available to come when they reopen their doors? That would be a shame. And they're worried about the staff themselves. Of course, people are worried about the health. People around them are getting sick. And so the human nature of just worrying about those around them that are starting to experience a sickness is coming into play. But then the final piece I would say is needing to move quickly from offline to online and wondering what will happen to the data, what will happen to the methods long-term, will the in-person come back, will it not come back? And so, you know, just a lot of trying to forecast the future in a, when there are no models to lean on to help them with those predictions. Yeah, that's so true. It's such an uncertain time. And the best we can do is use our knowledge and experience to be able to at least get somewhere close to what we think the future might look like after this. That's right. When our next speaker speaks, he's going to speak on the economy and he's going to talk a little bit about capital structures that go into deciding if something's going to be short, medium or long-term impact. And I was so blown away when I spoke to him to prep for the call because their short-term impact is an eight-year window. Oh, gosh. And we were like, I, you know, our industry is wanting to know, are we going to be back up and running in three months, four months? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, there are no models in the economic world that will predict that. And so there's just so much uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I think the other point that I'd say for the small business owners, small to medium-sized business owners, that the employees really become family because it's such a small kind of collegial setting that you work with for many years. And so that makes it even harder because those relationships do feel like family as well. It's definitely family. You asked me, and I don't think I quite answered it, you know, what are people saying about this? They're so grateful. We have great conversations about fears and concerns and needs. They're grateful for this amount of information that we're putting in front of them and our listening ear, but they're also grateful for the opportunity to talk with peers 
they're highly engaged in our engage platform where they're able to ask each other questions and pick each other's brains. Competitors are talking to each other because they're sharing common problems. It is 100% a family. And right now the family's just focused on how to make sure that we all survive. And on the other side of it, thrive, you know, when it comes down to it in crisis times like this, the ones that survive are the ones that are not afraid to ask for help, don't suffer alone and make really quick decisions and create solutions that can bring them forward. And maybe some of the old stuff will come back and maybe it won't, but the ones that survive can make it either way. Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about this, it's so interesting because we talked about privacy as a hot topic prior to all of this, but technology, as you mentioned earlier, was definitely a big, big concern about replacing some traditional research. And what I find ironic is now we want to know about how consumers feel. We want to know their emotions. We want to, it's the stuff that really survey data as well as qualitative data can get to. I just find that interesting. It's kind of like a reset. Like we actually really do need to know the human condition and understand it at a very deep level. Now more than ever, it's really important that we not just do research, but that we listen intently and we measure wisely and we settle into a rhythm of making sure that we understand how people are going to be on the other side of this, how they felt before, how they're feeling now and where they land in the end. So true. Melanie, does the Insights Association, if somebody wants to help or get involved, what would you recommend the best way to approach that? Well, first, let me say we've had so much of that already happening, and and I cannot tell you how grateful we are. You know, as we started our research on research, we had a company that did the programming for us. We've got a member company that's doing the reporting and analytics for us. We have none of the speakers who have jumped into the town halls have charged us anything, and they spent quite a bit of time prepping. So we crave that. And not only do we crave the actual labor, but even just the ideas, what should we be speaking about? And so I would say a couple things. You can always always go to the insightsassociation.org website and learn more about everything that we're already offering. And if you want to get involved, I hope that people would feel free to shoot me an email, melanie at insightsassociation.org, and let me know if there's any ideas that they have or any way that they think they can help. Because again, we're a community and we're relying on the community to support everyone. That sounds great. Well, thank you for joining me, Melanie. I know, how many months into the job has this been for you? Two and a half is all, (laughs) not even 90 days. I'm sure glad that you're steering the ship for us. You definitely know everything there is to know about our industry and are a great resource to all of us. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.